The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to Luke. Jesus said to his disciples, To you who hear, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who mistreat you. To the person who strikes you on the one cheek, offer the other one as well. And from the person who takes your cloak, do not withhold even your tunic. Give to everyone who asks of you, and from the one who takes what is yours, do not demand it back. Do to others as you would have them do to you. For if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who do good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do the same. If you lend money to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that to you? Even sinners lend to sinners and get back the same amount. But rather, love your enemies and do good to them and lend expecting nothing back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High. For he himself is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful, just as your Father is merciful. Stop judging, and you will not be judged. Stop condemning, and you will not be condemned. Forgive, and you will be forgiven. Give, and gifts will be given to you. A good measure, packed together, shaken down, and overflowing, will be poured into your lap. For the measure with which you measure will in return be measured out to you. The Gospel of the Lord. The Lord be with you. Thank you for those of you who offered a few prayers this past week. I was able to travel to Guatemala and get all the work done in three days and zip right back and not miss a single Sunday. So I'm uh, happy to say we'll hopefully be able to go a few times to Guatemala for this beautiful project of a, of a church and a mission center in southern Guatemala. Well, today's gospel, Jesus has a very powerful and beautiful message about how we should be living as Christians and when I read this gospel, I just was thinking to myself, if only all two billion or so Christians in the world would truly put to heart these words of Jesus, the world would definitely be a, a different place. You often hear, at least it seems to be a, an academic trend these days, you might hear someone say, uh, one of the biggest problems in the world is organized religion. And I think at least most of us here would probably disagree with that. Uh, but it's kind of a, it's a thought out there, sort of a sophomoric intellectual thought. But I was thinking today about something that happened to me, something I experienced down in Port-au-Prince a few years ago. And it sort of, I think, puts into words 
or puts into a lived experience these words of Jesus. Mother Teresa, when she went to Port-au-Prince, Haiti, I believe it was the end of the 70s, early 80s, the first uh, work of charity that she started was called the Home for the Dying. And it's exactly a place that sounds like its name. It's a place where the terminally ill are brought in and given the dignified place for them to pass away. It's not often that any patient walks out the door. It's usually their last stop. Often the hospitals in Port-au-Prince are overflowing or understaffed and there's not much hope or you can't take everyone in and so anyone who doesn't have a good chance of surviving is turned away from the hospital and they end up with Mother Teresa's sisters there. Despite its name, it's not always uh, an unhappy, sad place. This one day I was there with uh, the sisters and a man showed up at the door with a wheelbarrow with a flat tire, a bunch of rags on top of the wheelbarrow and you could just see that there was someone in the wheelbarrow. We weren't really sure if that person was alive or not, but the man didn't really want to say a whole lot. He just was kind of nervous there, and he put the wheelbarrow down at the gate and quickly disappeared. And we took off these filthy rags, and there was a woman in the wheelbarrow. She was still breathing, but she was unconscious. And the sad thing and the, and the awful thing was that she was burned from head to toe. There was very few places where she wasn't seriously burned. And we, had no, we didn't know what happened. The man just kind of left her there and, and there was really no hope that she would survive. So we brought the wheelbarrow in and Sister Genova and a friend of mine named Caitlin were there and and they, we took her out and placed her on a bed. And as they were going to tend to her wounds and clean out the dirt and the grime and the bugs, Sister Geneva asked us to go and make some oatmeal, a big pot of oatmeal. You might be wondering why in the world you would want oatmeal. Well, it's not like there's a burn unit down there. It's not like you even had the right, you know, medical, uh, you could say, articles to take care of something like that, but down in a place like Haiti with nothing, at least putting oatmeal all over the wounds would be some sort of protection and healing. So that's what we did. They brought in the oatmeal and just sort of embalmed her in oatmeal. A few days later, miraculously, in some way, this woman opened her eyes and was awake. And she said her name was Joanne. And Joanne's first question, and it was a serious question, she asked, am I in heaven? You see, she was lying in a clean bed, which she didn't have where she lived. She was surrounded by people taking care of her, all looking very different, speaking a different language, speaking in English, and she spoke Creole. We had been singing a hymn, and we had been saying the rosary around her bedside, and when she opened her eyes, she thought literally she had maybe gone to heaven. And we told her, I guess you could say, the happy news, but maybe the sad news that, no, you're still on earth. You see, Haiti, things are just often backwards, right? Was it a good news or bad news? Well, you're still here, Joanne, and 
Over a few days, we were able to piece together the story of what had happened to her and why she had ended up in a wheelbarrow burned from head to foot. It turns out that in her little village, she had come down with a rash on her arm, which then went up alongside her face. And in an uneducated place full of voodoo pagans, the voodoo witch doctor that she was brought to declared that she had a plague and that that plague was going to wipe out the village and they were all going to die unless they disposed of her. I'm not going to go into details about what they did for the kids here, but you can use your imagination. Maybe you don't want to. She was burned from head to toe and thrown into the trash dump outside the village, left for dead. Well, it turns out her, the man she was living with was the man who brought her in on a wheelbarrow, and he heard her moaning for two days outside the village. He finally took pity on her and against the, well, secretly found a wheelbarrow and took her and brought her into the city. That woman, after she told us the story, unbelievable, but yet she got better and she never once had an unkind word to say about her family and the village that did that to her. And she was wanting to see her kids again. That woman, months later, walked out of that home for the dying, arm in arm with that man who was the father of her children, her two little kids at her side. She went home joyful and happy and peaceful. She had forgiven from the heart. I think that reality of this pagan voodoo place, which is all over Haiti, with this beautiful Christian reality, right? The two kind of came head to head and those two worlds collided. And I think it's clear which is the better way of life, this Christian way of life. The best and most beautiful side of our church that I've ever seen was not over in Rome. It's not in a big cathedral. It's not in some fancy place, but the best side of the church is often found in these poor places under a bridge where some nun religious sister goes and picks up the, the dying and the poor. I don't really have a whole lot of words to describe those kind of mixed feelings you have when you're down in a place like that, but anyone who walks around saying that organized religion is the biggest problem in the world, I don't think has spent any time in a pagan place like Haiti. Just go spend a few days there and then we'll come back and compare notes. All right. If we Christians truly embrace in our hearts this message of Jesus about forgiving, loving, giving back more than we take, our lives will become so much more beautiful. The world will change and our little piece of Charlotte, I think, will become a little bit of heaven on earth. And maybe then it will be something we'll actually be able to say. Is this heaven? Well, sort of, right? That's the gift of our faith. Today, let us, this sad story, happy story, whichever one you want to choose. It's a Haitian story, so it's a little bit of both. All right? Hopefully, these words of Jesus will no longer just be words spoken long ago. But they're going to be lived out in our hearts and in our lives. It's a sad thing when you encounter a Christian who's really not a Christian. And no wonder there's a lot of people that don't like Christianity because of hypocritical Christians. 
I know I have to struggle often with every day, not just being a Catholic and a priest, but, but truly embracing that reality of a Christian way of living. I don't want to be Catholic in name only, right, but not a Christian. So today, my brothers and sisters, let this be our prayer as we begin a new week so that Monday morning when we're stuck in, well, not Monday, Tuesday, I guess, President's Day, when you're in traffic on the way to work or school, right, that this memory, this experience of having been touched by Christ will change the way you live that day. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen.